Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Well, hello and welcome today to An Overcoming Life. And our special guest today is Linda Hendrickson. And she's going to talk with us about prayer for the body of Christ. This is very important. And so with that, I'll just turn it over to her and take it away. Thank you, Frank. It's a blessing to be here. And I just want to say to all the listeners to uh, open your spiritual ears and eyes. Ask the Lord to let you see and hear what He wants you to hear today. Amen. We say that prayer is a privilege It is not a chore. It is not a job, for sure. And we need to know the importance of prayer. It's one of the most serious weapons we can have in our arsenal, especially with the world today. We need that. But more than that is a constant communication with God. He's the one who created us. He's the one who ordained us and destined us for what He has for us in the world. But I'll tell you one of the most important prayers or communion with God that you can have is to ask Him into your life to become your Lord and Savior, first of all. As long as it comes from your heart and out of a sincere repentance for your past and a desire to know Him personally, it will be real. And I'll just share with you briefly, in 1977, I came to the end of trying to do everything myself when nothing seemed to be working right, and I was in a hospital corridor preparing for surgery, and I had been pushed aside for about an hour, and it made me more anxious. I was desperate for money. I was lonesome. I needed comfort of every sort. And I came to the end of myself, as I said, and I've never experienced anything like this before, but the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I simply said, God, I just can't do this anymore. I don't like what I see with my life. And I just ask you to come in and take over my life. It was that simple. But I knew right then God did something. And I was out with the anesthesia. But when I woke up, I was a new person. And I had such a hunger to know God. And I had to have a Bible in my hand. I just knew I had to have one. And there might be somebody listening today who wants to invite God to take charge of your life as well. And you can do that right now. Just simply say, God, I need you. And I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my wrongdoings. And I'm asking you to come into my heart and make me a new creature. Cleanse me of all my unrighteousness, all my past sin, and fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Please be my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross for me, and Jesus, you rose from the dead, from the grave. Forgive me of my ways, and Lord, lead me in your way from this day forward in Jesus' name. 
and you'll be born into the kingdom of God. It's that simple when you say it from a sincere heart. God is no respecter of people. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for anybody. Because I was a real mess. In Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1 through 6, it tells us in there that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Those who are hungry for him. Those who are not just once in a while, but diligently on a regular basis. So I advise you to make time in your daily schedule for God to commune with him. My personal favorite time is very early in the morning before my husband gets up, even before the dogs are up. And that's hard to do some mornings, but I'll shut them in with him so that I can have that time with the Lord. And trust me, it's worth it all. He sets your day. He uh, guides you and directs your mornings and your afternoons and your evenings. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see and your ears to hear what He's speaking every day. And what I've learned to do is to write down the impressions He gives me. And usually when He brings someone to mind, that's because He wants me to pray for them. That happened just the other day. He had given me a dream, actually, before I woke up. And I knew I was to contact that person. And it really was important. And I'm so glad I obeyed Him. So that's important too. Prayer is important, but it's important to obey what he shows you. It's one of our greatest weapons, as I said before, against the enemy. And we have a real enemy, and his name is Satan. And he tries to hide and disguise in many different disguises. But let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's people, but we wrestle against the principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So therefore, the word tells us, put on the whole armor of God to stand strong. And that armor consists of many points, but they, they basically are the truth of God's word. That's one piece of armor, knowing who you are. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and through his work that was finished on the cross at Calvary. Another important piece of armor is the gospel of peace, which they tell us are our shoes to, to shod our feet with peace in preparation for what? For facing every obstacle with peace and stability. That's important. And also the shield of faith, knowing you belong to Jesus, and he will protect you along with the helmet of salvation, which is deliverance and covers every facet of our being. It's receiving all that God has for us. And another important piece in the armor is the sword of the spirit, which I've learned is the living, or we call it the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 tells us, Pray with specific requests at all times in the Spirit and stay alert with perseverance, interceding in prayer for all. For all. So praying, talking with God is a two-way conversation. Otherwise, it would be a monologue. 
And if you had a friend and all you did was talk, 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 and they never had time to interject anything, they might not want to come back and see you very soon. <laughs> but you must listen as well as talk. So God will direct your day, like I said, and he'll guide you along the way. Anytime you call on him, he's faithful that way. When we confess our sins, whether it's in our thoughts, our words, or our deeds, and seek God with a humble heart, turning from sin to him, he'll reward you with a very powerful prayer life. Trust me, it's true. And another thing is repentance doesn't make you sorry, but it actually prepares you and makes you ready. It's a good thing. So I often pray when I'm alone in my heavenly prayer language, in the spirit, when I don't know how to pray. And I find I'm doing that a lot more all the time when I'm in the car, when I'm doing dishes, whatever. It's not complicated, uh, but it does release power and allow the Holy Spirit to intercede for us. So ask the Lord to lead you now. If you don't have a prayer language and you want one, not everybody has one. Not everybody wants one. But if you do, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know He hears us, we know we have the petitions that we ask of Him according to His will. And what's His will? His will is His word. That's why he gave it to us. So we'll know what he wants for us to do. In Acts, the first chapter, verse 8, it tells us, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. In the book of Acts, the second chapter, verse 4, excuse me, my throat is getting dry. In the upper room, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The disciples were gathered after Jesus had gone to the cross. They were in fear, but they remembered he said, go in there and pray. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit came upon them. They had other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. It wasn't something they made up, but the Spirit came upon them. And in the book of Jude, the book right before the last book of the Bible, which is Revelation, Jude verse 20, because there's only one chapter, it says, Build yourselves up on your most holy faith by what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. So seek God and He'll show you the way. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 12 tells us, When someone speaks in tongues... No one can understand a word he says because he's not speaking to people but to God. He speaks mysteries in the Spirit. I found sometimes I might be speaking another language I didn't know, but somebody else knew it. It sounded Hebraic, and one time it was Chinese. Um, if a Chinese person were in the room, they would know what I was saying, but I had no clue what I was saying. So... All that to say, right now, we are also in a season of kingly prayers. And by that I mean decreeing and declaring according to the word. You know, like a king makes a decree and a declaration, and that's it. 
It's written down and it becomes law. Well, that's the season God has us in right now with our prayers. In the book of John, chapter 15, verse 7, God says, If you abide in me and my words, Jesus' words, abide in you, he said, ask what you will, and it will be done according to his word. Notice he didn't say, beg me, plead with me, keep on asking me the same thing over and over and over and over till I get tired. No, God isn't hard of hearing. He said, ask according to the word and it shall be done. <laughs> Amen. So God said in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 24, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, according to God's word, believe confidently. And that confidence comes from studying the word as much as possible over and over. Get in the word, study daily, and you receive the words and they will be given to you, he says. If you believe confidently that you've received them, they will be given you. Also, if you have anything, it tells us, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. So our Father in heaven can also forgive you for your wrongdoings. Unforgiveness can block prayer. It will block prayer if you're holding unforgiveness against someone. So it's very important to keep yourself free of unforgiveness. Praying in faith pleases God so much. Hold fast to your confession of faith. Hold fast to your confession in prayer. Don't just talk the problem. God already knows what your problem is. He knows what you need. He wants you to pray his word over the problem, which is the answer, and thank God for it. And a lot of times what I do is I'll thank God ahead of time. I'll thank him at the beginning of the prayer because I know he's going to answer it. So pray what you're believing for. Don't pray the problem. I learned that way back in the 80s. Someone corrected me when I was speaking wrong. And at first I was almost hurt by his telling me that. But then I, I was so thankful later he showed me how to pray correctly. So what you keep speaking after you've prayed correctly will determine what you receive or don't receive. Pray the answer and keep the answer at the forefront of your confession. If you start saying, well, Lord, I prayed, but I, I really don't think it's working out that way. Guess what? It probably won't. So don't speak doubt or fear or unbelief about what you've already asked God for. Hold on to the answer in the word until that's all you can see. That's all you can focus on. Keep reading it over and over if you have to. My smart husband, Lou, says that he hears so much better when he reads the word himself rather than when I read it aloud to him during our devotion times. We take turns back and forth sometimes. And he's absolutely right because faith comes by hearing the word and hearing the word. And it comes even quicker when you hear yourself say the word. It gets down on the inside of you when you hear yourself quote and speak what God says. That's how we build up in faith. Psalm 103, verse 20 tells us, 
Angels are ministering spirits just waiting for you to speak God's word over your situation so they can spring into action. Don't let your angels just stand there with their hands folded. Give them something to work on. Give them the word of God. Guard your mouth. Speak faith. You don't learn overnight. I understand that. I was a beginner once myself. But by practicing every day, staying in the Word, trusting God, it's a process like learning to play golf or bowling. I had to get out and practice. I learned both, but it took a while. Start small with believing. Like, start believing God for a parking space when you go shopping. And bingo, you'll have it. It's wonderful how that works. Proclaim the answer. Once again, I said, not your problem. Once you've prayed, just thank God for the answer. Say, thank you, Lord. I, I've got that job. I did that after a teacher interview. Thank him ahead of time. That's putting your faith in action. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 says, Abraham believed in, even when there was no reason for him to believe. When God said he would become the father of many nations, he couldn't see anything, but he called those things that were not as though they were. And when they became manifested, he was the father of many nations, like God said. God counted his faith by his words as righteousness. That's awesome. The Lord showed me a few years ago, this is something else that we need to do in prayer, is make much of the blood of Jesus, the shed blood. And there's an awesome book, if you get a chance, by Billy Brim called The Blood and the Glory. And it just explains it so well. But we need to cover ourselves and those we pray for, especially in this day and this hour. We simply apply the blood of Jesus with our words and authority. And I'll give you an example of this in our declaration a little further on. But hearing from God needs to be a way of life for us as believers. It really does. Don't be so busy with emails that you don't have time to spend with Emmanuel. That's what the Lord told me. He said, one of the enemy's tactics is to tempt you to not pray. He distracts us. He tries to keep us busy. Oh, he doesn't mind if you're busy with good things as long as it's not God things. As long as you're not praying and talking to God, he's real happy about that. First Timothy, the second chapter, verse 1 to 3, says, Pray for all men, for kings and all that are in authority. What? Even the ones I don't like? Yes, that's right. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So we need to pray for our president and leaders in this nation. Lord, let the scales and blinders be removed from our president's eyes. Let the light of God's truth shatter the darkness in his heart. It's a heavenly battle of good versus evil, not Republican versus Democrat. And as we stand united in prayer, warring angel armies are being released to fight on our behalf. So be bold. Pray intensely in tongues. Pray protection around your prayer and church groups, your family and yourself. And declare, like Psalm 91 tells us, you can say this, 
protective prayer. No evil shall befall me. No evil shall befall my family, nor any plague come near us. For the Lord will give his angels charge over us to guard us in all his ways. And guess what? They go to work immediately. Matthew 16, 19 says, Jesus told us, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So let's just review what we've discussed here. First of all, prayer is a privilege, absolute privilege. We get to pray. We don't have to pray. We spend time in the word to build ourselves up. We pray specifically for things. We pray in the spirit, like I said from Jude, to build yourself up and get direction from God. And when we don't know how to pray, pray in the spirit with a heavenly language. Pray in faith, always believing God's word. He cannot lie. God is truth. Watch your words. Once you have prayed, even if it's a week on down the road and you don't see an answer to it, don't cancel God. Don't cancel that prayer. God does it in his timing, not yours. Apply the blood of Jesus over all you do, over your travels, over your family, over your finances. Pray for our leaders, all of them around the world. Pray for your nation, your state, your city. Pray for your family. Pray for yourself daily. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus, like I did over my husband and myself as we got in the car to head this way today. Now, I want you to just take a minute to count the cost in developing an intimate relationship with the Lord personally. Search your own heart and discover what you would honestly be willing to sacrifice for the sake of a deeper, more meaningful walk in the Word with Him and in prayer. It would be worth it, not only in this life, but in the later life. But are you willing to give up that morning chat on the phone? Are you willing to give up that third cup of coffee to spend time with God? I hope so. Because believe me, it is worth every minute you spend with Him. You'll come away refreshed, renewed, inspired, and on fire. And I'd just like to pray a prayer that the Lord directed me with. Second Chronicles 7.14 tells us, If my people which are called by my name, that's us Christians, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's repentance, then I will hear from heaven, he said, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. We need that. We need that today. So, Father, I ask you to forgive us as a nation for turning from you, for killing the unborn, for not praying as we should, for being quiet when we need to be bold. And I pray according to 1 John 1, 9, your word says, if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful to keep his promise and forgive us and cleanse us from all wrongdoing. Cleanse us, Lord, as a nation. Cleanse us as the body of Christ, I pray. As a voice in the ecclesia, I declare, Father, the blood of Jesus' protection over our nation right now, this United States of America, and I thank you for it. And I rebuke the spirit of fear concerning the China virus now in Jesus' name. God has not given his people a spirit of fear but power, 
love, and a sound, well-balanced mind, according to 2 Timothy 1.7. And I declare right now a wall of protection around all our families, including mine, around the United States, around Tallahassee, Florida, around the state of Florida. And I loose warring protective angels on our behalf, in Jesus' name. And I command sickness and fear and oppression to be gone. You have no power over God's word and the name of Jesus. The Lord told us that in his word. And I thank you, Lord, for healing our land, awakening the church of Jesus Christ to rise up in this hour and take their place on the wall. Jesus, you're Lord over this China virus. You gave us your ecclesia, the governing church, your authority and power in the earth. And I claim victory and healing over this virus now and command it to die at the very root and core. And I speak life and health and healing to those affected by it in Jesus' mighty name. Remember Isaiah 54. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. And this peace and security and triumph over opposition is a heritage of the saints of the Lord. So stay ready because God is on the move. And I'd like to share with you right now a declaration the Lord gave me for the United States. As a voice in the ecclesia, that's the governing church, I declare and decree over the United States of America, let your kingdom come, Father God. Let your will be manifested in this United States of America. The very purpose and destiny you have ordained for this nation shall stand. So let God arise and every enemy be scattered in Jesus' name. I release an awakening to the awareness of God being manifested in power and demonstration by your Holy Spirit in our country this day. America shall be turned right side up with Jesus at the helm. Righteousness and justice shall prevail in America and every shackle of racism, witchcraft and human secularism are destroyed by the blood of Jesus. All deception, ungodly persuasion and ungodly authority are broken off our government and nation in the mighty name of Jesus. America shall be free from all forms of communism, socialism, fascism, totalitarianism, anarchism, authoritarianism and Sharia law in Jesus mighty name. And I release now rivers of living water of your manifested presence Lord God covering America even as the waters cover the sea. For we are in a season of the miraculous and you will complete what you began with the United States of America even before the beginning of time. And I declare we are one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. America's best day is on the way. Jesus is Lord over the USA. And I apply the precious blood of Jesus over America, Lord, over your intercessors, over your church and the ecclesia now, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So be it. Yes. Did you want to mention? I do have a warfare prayer. If anybody I have, needs yeah, it. I don't know if I have time to go through yes. it. Yes. You but can it's, contact us yes, yes. through our email, and yes. uh, we'll be glad to uh, get copies of that to you. It is very, very important to put on the armor of God every day and pray this protection over you and your family, over your community, 
is awesome. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And you were talking about the the uh, the, sh the body. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the armor of God. The armor of God. God. Yes. Yeah. All of that's defensive. And you have the one offensive weapon, and yes. that's His Word. Yes, it is. The, the spoken Word of God, the yeah. rhema. God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. It was a beautiful teaching. <laughs> We're about to close now. I just want to thank you for watching. And uh, I'll say, God loves you. Yes, God does love you very much. God bless. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.